Hey everyone, welcome to the McNuttiest Dimension. I'm Chris McNutt. Thanks for stopping by, tuning in, spending some time, chilling in the McNuttiest realm of ease. We are going to leave efforting behind. We're just going to say no to efforting in general, perhaps. It's a theme I'm trying to do. I am a hook, line, and sinker into the third dimensional programming. Just like most of you out there, it's what we are here to do on some level. Don't beat yourself up about it. Yes, it is good to have the objective to do things differently, but some level, this is exactly what we chose. So um, today, a theme is going to be an exploration of the human operating system. Like, what are we dealing with here? We got Android, we got Windows, we got iOS. What is the human OS? And because uh, I don't think it's really, it's definitely not taught in school. Um, it should be. It should be kindergarten, um, but we're not really given a good overview of the human operating system. You know, in fact, no one really teaches us that much about how to be human. It's pretty much an experience of trying to figure it out on your own. You're born... And if you're lucky and you end up in a loving family or wherever you end up, the adults around you, they keep you alive and they, uh, they teach you what it's possible to teach somebody from the adult dimension to the little like baby toddler dimension. But like when you're a baby, you are just there all day, every day, 24-7, figuring shit out on your own. You got sensations, you got lights, you got shapes and smells, and you feel hungry and you feel sad, you cry, you wail. Next thing you know, you're crawling around, you're moving, things start to look familiar. Nobody's telling you anything during this time. You are purely 100% figuring this joint out on your own, and everybody goes through that same experience. Maybe by the time you can talk and you can walk around, you got some older brothers and sisters that might be telling you a thing or two. Parents are, they're not really teaching you, like, say, how to drive, right? If we take the analogy of we get this car, you come into human form and you're given a body, it's pretty Freaking amazing meat suit that you're given. Look, fingers just move. You can, there's all kinds of shit you can do with your human meat suit, but nobody really teaches you how to drive it. Nobody explains that it's not just physicality. You got an emotional body, you got a spiritual body, you got needs, you got desires, you got programming coming in. You're dropping in here from a soul level with, you've got incarnations of experience in all kinds of different forms. It's not like you've been a human the whole time. So the whole human trip 
is actually, for a lot of us, it's pretty new. Some of us are cycling through on multiple times, but, you know, there's a lot of folks that are just doing this for like the first handful of times and like, bam, here you go. So let's talk a little bit about this human dimension and what's going on here and how we arrived where we are. You're listening to this. I'm talking into a microphone. We are both in human form before we were humans, before we came down the birth canal and screamed and cried and went, what the fuck, where are we? It's cold. Uh, And then started that journey. Before that, we were on the other side and we were deciding that we were going to go in and be human. And we knew going in that it's a very specific trip because it doesn't matter where you go in this universe, um, in all the manifestations of beingness that you can choose. And you've chosen lots of different ones before this human experience, or most of us have had multiple experience. Apparently there are some really fresh souls that this is their first experience in physicality coming in. Welcome to physicality. You are a human. I, maybe it's better than being a bug, better than being a tree, better than being a dog. I don't know. Maybe it's good to have a few animal incarnations before you hit the ground running in human form. But you, we chose. You, I, Everybody you know chose to come into human form. And you knew going in what this dimension was all about. So I find it helpful to get a grasp of what's going on around here in the human dimension by imagining all the other different ways that you can be and seeing this as just like an option. Often we pop and we lock in to this notion of this is reality. You hear it said all the time. Oh, that's not real. Oh, what a bunch of bullshit. You know, oh, you did mushrooms and you went to another dimension. What a load of crap. I mean, it's like, so on some level, there's this disbelief by a lot of us that anything else is like, it's not real. There is reality, which is what we're experiencing. And then there's not reality. So we have this belief that there is this baseline thing called reality, and we are all experiencing it to some degree similarly, and it is truth or some, yeah, it's some foundation, and it just is. But it's not that it's not that, but there's many, many, many infinite realities that you can experience in the same way. I find it's helpful to think about, you know, backtrack a little bit before you get into human form, before there was any humans, before there was a planet Earth. Just have to get a notion of what the overall experience has been to date, even though linear time is apparently uh, something we just experience down in this dimension or other dimensions like it in a similar way, but The beings that reside in other dimensions don't really see it that same way, but we like story. We like stories that have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, It's how we process stuff down here in the narrative way. So the story 
a story that is told about how we got here involves, you know, our friendly unified one consciousness, the thing that we are all a part of. This is just all an expression of the big ass one, the one unified consciousness. And, um, and there was a time when the one unified consciousness was just the one unified consciousness. It was tripping out in its blissful, happy zone. I am the one unified consciousness. Hear me, bliss. Uh, my days, what's a day? I don't even know what time is. I am just in the ever-present now moment of love, light, blissful energy. I've been doing this for eons what's an eon because I don't even know time and well it got a little boring for the unified one consciousness to just be on that trip all the time so it was like damn what else can I do I am the all powerful all creative unified one consciousness and so it said hey I'm just going to make some other stuff so I can kind of play around. You know, I want to experience other perspectives. So the process of fracturing began with the unified one consciousness. If you read the book of Genesis, they'll talk about, you know, there used to just be light and then there was light and then there was darkness. And there was like the initial split of pure unified energy is being described there. And from that point, it was just a process of fracturing and fracturing and fracturing into, as Jessa Reed said, describes it, um, it's like the one light turned into a disco ball with all the little mirrored shards of it. But this is like the most massive disco ball you could ever think about in everything, every unit of consciousness is this reflection, but it's all the same light, but now it's coming out. Now it's like a disco ball. So if you imagine there were, first of all, there was two mirrors and then there was four mirrors and then there was eight mirrors and it just kept fracturing and splitting and splitting until there's this infinite amount of mirrors on the disco ball of which, yeah, you guessed it. You are one of the mirrors, your perspective that is, you're now experiencing the unified one consciousness. Yeah, that's you. That's, you are a mirror. We all are a mirror. Everything is one of the mirrors on the disco ball. So unified one consciousness wants to experience a bunch of different shit, builds itself this amusement park with every ride it could possibly imagine in there for it to go check out. And again, you're one of the rides. But the unique thing about the rides that are happening in this dimension, in the human form, in this 3D consciousness, is a description that keeps coming through again and again that this is the most separated realm in the universe. This is the experience. This is the ride at the amusement park where you are the most separated from the source consciousness. So, you know, unified one consciousness starts 
big ball of love light source energy starts to fracture, break down, fractalize, and, you know, form all these different things. As it gets down to more minute and more separated pieces, it's more and more removed in a way from source consciousness. And deliberately so, with intent. We want to experience this in this separated way. This is the, this is, this is, you know, the hike that consciousness is going on. This is the adventure it has chosen. What's it like if you just, you forget that you are part of a whole and you go into this fantasy world, this illusion where you, you actually believe that you are the separate individual being that's separate from everything else and that you're on your own and you are not others and others are not you and that you start to experience in that way. If you think about it, coming out of you know, unified consciousness, that's pretty trippy. Like that is is far from the source energy as you can possibly get. They say that animals rocking out on second density, um, we'll call it, uh, that they're more unified to source energy than we are in human form on a third density. We have this amazing intellect and we have a lot of other skills and abilities, but we are the most separated from source energy. It's like if you take an elastic band and you pull it right back, like as far back as this elastic band's almost going to snap. That's where we are. We are, we are so far back from source energy. Now, course it's an elastic band and we're connected and it can it can shoot us back towards the source whenever we want but at the moment in order to experience things the way we do in this dimension of consciousness we are pulled back to this extreme point of separateness and in order to do that and to maintain this reality you me every human being you know, it takes a lot of energy. It Just imagine you're pulling back on the elastic band. It's like pulling a bow, a bow and arrow. Like the farther back you pull, the, the harder that it gets. You know, the tension gets stronger and stronger. So to maintain this realm of consciousness, it's a tremendous shit ton of energy that is required to keep us here. And the mechanism that is used to keep us in this reality is the ego mind. So we've got this habit where we think of ego and the ego mind is, oh, bad. Ego is bad. Oh, oh, there's some good ego or maybe there's bad ego, but there is no good or bad. You got to think of it as just like a mechanism. That is part of of the operating system. You have this energy field within you called the ego mind that's anchoring you into this separated reality. And how does it do that? It does it by like, it just is beacon off all the time. It's the incessant thoughts that are going on in your head that never gives you any peace to sit quietly to realize like, what the fuck? Hey, Actually, I'm connected to all of source consciousness, but it 
Instead, what the ego is doing, it's like, no, you're separate, you're separate, you're separate. It's constantly looking out at the world. It is describing the world as, as you know, me versus them, me versus the others. Um, it's, it's constantly identifying your experiences through this lens of personality so that when something happens to you, it's like, oh, that happened to me. That person hurt my feelings. I just got into a fight with my coworker or my sister or my lover or my neighbor. And, you know, I'm pissed off at this person who I have defined as a separate being. We don't get into a fight with our sister and go, oh, that's just another piece of source consciousness like me. It's another pair of eyes coming from the unified one looking out to the world. Hey, it's just the unified one getting mad at another piece of the unified one. That's kind of silly. That's fucked. Why are we doing that? We don't do that. It's like, no, I'm so upset. I'm so pissed off at this person and this shit that's happening to me in my world because we've identified with it. That's what our ego is doing. It's like, ah, if you identify with this, if you believe this illusion, if you believe that I am the separated entity called Chris, and this is my story, and these are the things I like and I don't like, the ego is this primary filter. As soon as you have an experience, the ego categorizes it. I like that. I don't like that. I want more of that. Oh, I never want that to happen again. So it it acts as this experience gatekeeper or descriptor. As soon as something happens to us, it's like, oh, I have to describe it. I have to categorize it. I have to say whether I liked it or I don't like it. I like that person. I don't like that person. That person freaking pisses me off. And then we just roll from there. And before you know it, you're living in this world. You have memories and experience. You have like embarrassing moments that have happened to you. You got trauma locked into your system. You got beliefs. You got programming. You got identity with your culture, with your family, with all these things. And it's this big illusion that the ego mind has created to keep you locked into your separated reality. Is it wrong? No, it's what we came here to do. Like we knew popping in that this is exactly what the experience was going to be because the beings who live in higher dimensions, they don't have that experience. They don't have the experience of feeling separate. They're always feeling connected. They're always feeling connected to the other beings that they're with. There's an acknowledgement that we're kind of one here. And as you go up the higher vibrations of the dimensions, it becomes closer back to source is kind of the day-to-day experience. But we're, we're like on Antarctica. Like we have been dropped off on the farthest reaches of consciousness and we all woke up on Antarctica where there's no food and there's no trees and it's cold all the time and we just think oh this is just totally normal this is just what this is like but we're 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 on Antarctica of consciousness but it's not that grim as we all know it's not that grim there are many joys and things and ways of being that we can experience down here that you can't experience in the other dimensions so in order to have an experience like 
whoa, my coworker's a fucking bitch. Or my dog just died. I'm freaking devastated. Or I got anxiety and I'm freaked out and scared about my future because I don't know what's going to happen. For us to have those experiences, we have to be completely immersed in the illusion of being a separated self or else it doesn't work because the moment you realize like, whoa, hold on a second here. I'm actually just one fractal of the unified one consciousness. I'm eternal. I live forever. So does my dog. There's no death. All of this is just temporary illusion. I'm creating for myself to experience, (laughs) you know, as soon as we do that, the spell is broken and we don't have those experiences of being attached, of feeling sad, of feeling grief. Ego, mind, illusion, mouth, quacking like a duck. Karma in the ditch and we all got stuck. It's just the slow going, not knowing, total blowing density where I live. So along with the ego mind, the human OS that we're working with here also has this really unique feature, and that's how we perceive time in this linear way where, you know, we think it's totally normal past and then there's the present and then we imagine the future, but apparently It's really unique to the third dimension. Higher dimensional beings are always describing their perception of time that they just see it all happening at once. The past, present, and future all exist in the infinite now. So we got this linear thing going on, which just makes the attachment even deeper that we experience for everything. Because then when we lose something, we have this grief and this sense of loss that you don't experience in other dimensions if you just know like, wow, past, I could just go back and experience that because it's all taking place in the now moment. It's a fucked up concept, I know, because I'm a linear time guy. I'm as rooted into this third dimensional zone as uh, all of us are. But sometimes during meditation, I go, okay, let's check this out. Can I find this timeless place? And I just, I don't know. It's an exploration. I don't know how else it's working, but I go there and I say, it's got to be somewhere. If I'm hooked into this timeline and this perception of time, how I got this thing going on, I got to be able to find this timeline. So I'll keep you posted on that one. So another essential part of the human OS is the amnesia process where you drop in here and you're basically, you get the mind wipe. It's like the men in black, the little flashy thing. You get that going through the birth canal. You do not have any sort of day-to-day, well, most of us, 99.9% of people don't. Some people pop in here with amazing awareness of their past lives and where they have been before. But most of us, 
forget about it. You don't have any idea. You open up your eyes as a baby. You're in some room. There's some bigger humans looking down at you, talking baby noises to you and feeding you. And that is all you know. You don't know that you're an infinite being of light, has lived multiple, many hundreds of thousands of incarnations on different planets, all different realms of consciousness you've been a part of. You've been a light being. You've everything in between. And that gone. Just no understanding of that whatsoever. And that is also part of the badass nature of the trip and what unified one consciousness is experiencing through its human trip. It's like, what happens if you're a being and you pop into somewhere without a fucking clue where you are or what's going on or nothing and you just start from fresh people start talking to you and whatever language they're talking to you your mind processes it next thing you know you speak arabic or you speak greek or you speak swahili or spanish whatever comes your way that's who you are and you process your experiences The programming just comes in culturally, beliefs, you know, you watch the other humans around you and then you just mimic them and you do what they do. And then you start to understand the language and they start telling you the rules. The rules are freaking different wherever you go. It doesn't matter where you're born or what time period your era you pop in. The rules are different, but you don't really know that because you're starting from scratch. And that's the essence of this trip. It's not like that for other beings elsewhere. They say in a way, like, we're so scared of death here, which is kind of ironic because some describe this is the death. This is when you are most separated from source consciousness and the levels of your soul being that you actually are. This is the death. When we leave here, that's when we remember, oh, yeah, right. I'm this infinite soul that has lived for eons in every direction, past, present, and future. And you have some understanding and remembrance of who you are on a bigger, wider soul level. But when you're here, forget about it. The human ego mind operating system, it's like Windows 95, okay? It's its a flip phone. It's not a smartphone. It's the dial-up modem. For those that can remember the dial-up modem, it's not the fiber optic cable that we're dealing with now or the 5G network. Sorry, I said 5G. I know some of you are triggered, um, but that's... This operating system that we, for some reason, we just love and adore our personalities and our emotions and our minds. Oh, we are so smart. We love to remind ourselves like just how freaking smart we are and all the amazing things we're able to figure out and things we do. We don't realize we're like, we got a fucking flip phone, people. This is Windows 95. You're, uh, you don't know that much and you're not that smart. And we... We can't process and communicate like the other beings that are out there in the universe, beings that you have been before and will be again on the other side. Uh, A description I read from the Arcturians was um, they described a meditation exercise where they said, okay, sit down and 
Look directly ahead of you. Now look to your left. And now look to your right. And now look behind you and then above and then below. All six directions. Now try to see all of those directions at the same time. Then they said, now do that with hearing. Hear what's in front of you. Hear what's behind you. Hear to the left, right, up and down. And then try to hear all of that at the same time. And do the same thing with taste. And do the same thing with with smell. And do the same thing with sensations. And feel that all at once in all six directions all around you. And, you know, that just short circuits the human operating system. We can't, we can't process that. But they, they said that's how we experience all the time. All of that information, that's just what we're taking in, in each and every one of us. And when we communicate, we communicate telepathically. And if I have something to say to another being, um, you know, if I'm a higher dimension, if I'm, say, an Arcturian, and I want to communicate, then all the knowledge and everything I have ever thought about in that way, in that multi-directional, dimensional way, um, about a subject, about all the feelings and the emotions I've ever had about that subject, every experience I've ever had with the subject, I can put that all together in one thought form and I can send it to you in a nanosecond and it can be received on the other side and processed in a nanosecond. That's the speed of the understanding and the communication that is capable on higher levels of awareness. We're sitting down here and we're using words, which any one of the, one of the challenges of channeling and, you know, people, humans who are channels, and then the channeled information coming through from higher dimensional beings describe just the challenge of working through that process. It's like you have an entire lake or an ocean of information and you got to put it through a garden hose. And, um, it's where, it's where one of the concepts of downloads comes in because that is essentially how that stuff works. That, uh, a lot of channelers describe getting like a complete, just boom, it just kind of comes in. It's like you get the entire thought form and then it slowly unravels in, you know, can take, could take hours, but it, it into language that is expressed then to the rest of us. So we're dealing with this very limited thought processes in our operating system, we're dealing with very limited communication. At the same time, that's the beauty of this joint, where things slow down for us a little bit, that, you know, descriptions coming through from, you know, higher dimensional beings is like, yeah, shit moves around here fast. Imagine that you know, that Arcturian description. Imagine your mind is processing things like that quickly. That is your existence day to day. That much information is moving through, being processed, shared, communicated. Um, you have, we have to listen to somebody to, to hear what they have to say. Not many of us are telepathic and can read other beings, energies, and thoughts. Some humans can do that, but most of us are oblivious to that. Higher dimensional beings, apparently that's their whole world. So you're getting this amount of information. So 
It's a challenge to process it. It's a challenge to to roll in that world. And uh, not only do you have, apparently in higher dimensions, the ability to be very creative at the same time, you're a much more powerful being, or you have understanding of your power that apparently us humans have the same ability, but we don't believe in ourselves to that same degree. But a higher dimensional being can also fuck things up at a much faster rate. And sometimes you come down into human form just a, whoa, whoa, I'm just going to like chill out. It's like having like, I'm going to take a week off work. And it's like, oh, you're going to do it. No, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to like stay at home. I think I might like mow the lawn and bake some cookies, you know, one of those like staycations, one of the things everyone's doing in COVID that, you know, people, well, some of us are are totally digging, some people it's freaking them out, but just the slowing down and the processes here just go at a different vibration and a little bit of a different speed. So you can come into human form from a higher dimension and you get a little bit of a break and you got some time to process and, and clear some of the stuff that's come through. Like we, we come through, some of us drop in here just thick with all kinds of uh, trauma and experience that we just need some time to process and release. And there's something about the speed and the slowness of this dimension as well that allows for us to kind of get like, okay, whoa, get a handle on it. And some channeled information I've, I've, I've heard says that that's the reason why earth is protected, that earth is, is a highly protected zone for that very reason, because so many other beings out there use it for that very thing. You're popping in here and it was like, yeah, well, I was a Pleiadian or I was a Syrian or I was from the fairy realm, or maybe I was even from the angelic realms or higher dimensional beings. And, you know, I'm just going to chill out and I'm going to be human for a while. They're like, you sure you want to do that? That place is fucking messed up. But it's like, actually, it's going to be cool. I'm going to go to a little house. I'm going to walk in the woods. I'm going to, I don't know, go to the ocean. I'm going to have a family. I'm going to get some job I don't like. I'm going to have a bad marriage. Then things are going to fall apart. But it's going to be kind of like awesome. It's just going to be like, it's going to be great. It's going to be kind of like messed up. I mean, it is the realm of hardcore suffering and not all human existence is of that nature. But with the perspective that we sometimes bring into life as a human from the higher dimensions, we see it as temporary. We see this as something that, yes, you can you can have the experiences, you can feel the emotions, you can experience the trauma, you can experience the pain, but you can also not identify with it in this personal way that helps it move through and be temporary. Using words to talk, my thoughts all sound cheap. Telepathic beings talking to me in my sleep. It's just the slow going, not knowing, total blowing density where I live. It's not necessarily a lesser than place to be in the human dimension. Um, 
It's a realm of suffering. Hell yeah, you want a suffering. This is the suffering amusement park. And we have created every single possible type of suffering that you can imagine. Because, you know, throw in the other thing in the human dimension. We've got this body and we feel physical pain. We feel emotional pain. We got spiritual pain. We got anxiety and just general unease of being alive in this dense place that we are. But physical pain, having this body, like that is intense suffering and sensation and experience that we have down here. So this is a, this is a two-edged sword. But at the same time, we get to do things that beings who are not physical, they don't eat, they don't have sex, you know, they don't dance. Fuck, we get to dance. We get to eat food. We get to drink. We get to dance. There is something unique in this experience. That's why when higher dimensional beings are talking about the human experience and in this dimension, they don't mention it as lesser than. They're, they're, they say, okay, you're in the third dimension, third density, fourth dimension. We're I'm a fifth density being up at the 12th dimension. But they're, they're quick to point out, but don't think of it as a hierarchy. Don't think of like, I am higher. I am better than you. Yes, I have a higher density of light frequency in my overall beingness. My body is less dense than yours is. But they realize that not only is this an amazing zone to be in for all the ways that we are able to experience the wonderment of being human and all the learning we get to do through the suffering that we go through, that it just has absolutely unique suffering opportunities that you don't get anywhere else in the universe you get here on earth in human form. They also realize you got to be super fucking tough to take on the experience of being human, that each and every one of us is fucking badass that you even said, I'm going to drop into human form because there's light beings out there of all different dimensions that go human. Why the fuck would you want to be human? They shake their head. It's like, seriously, you freaking chose that. Oh my God, that that realm is fucked. It's like seriously fucked. And there's all this suffering and you are so limited. Your perspective is so limited. Why the hell would you want to do that? And it's like, well, we're kind of badass. It's like, why do we as humans, why do we climb Mount Everest? You know, like why do we go on, people go on these journeys and these explorations? It's like, I'm going to ride a bicycle across the Antarctic and just suffer the whole way. Where I live, there is a race in the middle of winter that follows the Yukon Quest dog race, and it's minus 30, and humans run behind the the dog sled trail in minus 30 for like fucking 400 miles through the wilderness, nothingness. They're running. They do this just because they're driven to and they sort of feel like it. And that, in a way, is what this human experience is. It's really intense. And, uh, 
yeah, that's some, you know, you have to have a little bit of chutzpah. You got to have some balls to kind of like just take this on in the first place. Or as Betty White says, you know, I don't know why they say you need to have some balls. Those things are those things are fragile. They hang on, dangle on the outside of a man's body and you just touch them and they double over in pain. Betty White said, you know, you should say you should have a vagina because those things can take a pounding. Thank you, Betty White. Oh my goodness. Okay, okay, enough of this nonsense. I could go on. I could talk about this stuff for hours, but I'll stop now. We'll take a little moment to digest here on the McNuttiest Dimension. Special thanks for one of my favorite artists, which was the inspiration for this week's musical accompaniment. I'm not going to reveal what it was. Maybe this will be a first McNuttiest contest. You let me know if you can... Yes, the song reference from the music in today's episode. If you want to subscribe through your favorite app, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can do that. You'll never miss uh, McNuttiest as I'm coming at you. I will do my best. That's all I can say. So far, so good. Uh, if you want to connect uh, McNuttiest is all you need to know. Uh, McNuttiest and Instagram, McNuttiest and Facebook, YouTube, likely some other social media spots that I forgot I even signed up for. If it's McNuttiest, it's likely me. Uh, I'm Chris McNutt. Thanks for stopping by the McNuttiest Dimension. We'll see you next time. McNuttiest. McNuttiest. McNuttiest.